0: This is the Only Human podcast from Community Radio 4ZZZ out of Brisbane, Australia. Today we're joined in the studio by Miguel Diaz, the CEO of Parkinson's Queensland. Good afternoon,
1: Miguel. Good afternoon, Madonna, and thank you very much for having me here, and hello to all of your listeners.
0: Um, Miguel, uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: I certainly can, Madonna, and um, it's nice to be back in the studio. As you know, I um, many years ago had a, a life as a professional performer. Uh, both on stage and screen and uh, did some radio work as well. So it's uh, great to be back. It's kind of like being home, I guess. Um, but that was uh, in a former life. I, um, I sang professionally for a number of years and um, left that in 2001 to, uh, to pursue, pursue a, um, a career in, in business and in corporate. Uh, ended up in the not-for-profit sector after a number of years and uh, here I am now uh, leading Parkinson's Queensland.
0: Wow. Wow. I didn't know you were a professional singer,
1: that's pretty exciting. Oh, that's in another life, Madonna. I I, um, I trained as a professional singer at the Sydney Conservatorium of Music, um, graduated uh, there in 1987 and went to work for Opera Australia for a number of years, ended up in the Phantom of the Opera, uh, back to Opera Australia and, um, and then did some solo work for a number of years across uh, Europe and Latin America. So... It was an interesting time, it was an exciting time, but um, I think I got tired of touring and of uh, being, work, being at work when everybody else was enjoying themselves.
0: <laughs> well, back to the future, or to now, <laughs> what is Parkinson's disease and what would the official numbers be of the people with Parkinson's in Australia and Queensland?
1: Look, that that's a um a really really important question, Madonna. So Parkinson's is now the second most common neurological condition behind Alzheimer's, uh, but interestingly, it is now the fastest growing neurological condition in the world. Um, there's uh, a number of uh, research projects being undertaken across Europe, um, and the Americas uh, on prevalence and. We're about to start one here in Queensland between Parkinson's Queensland, Griffith University and Queensland Health to really understand the numbers. Uh, We believe that currently there are in the order of about 18,500 Queenslanders with Parkinson's. Uh, But that number is taken from a 2014 piece of work that was done by Deloitte. Um, And we are about to embark on a new prevalence project to really understand the numbers because we believe that, that there could be more. Uh, and that they are spread right across the state.
0: Um, Can you tell us where are the people with Parkinson's?
1: Well, um, Australia-wide, and and I probably should have um, uh, prefaced that Australia-wide, we believe there are about 130,000. As I said, in Queensland, about 18,500. Right across the state, so we have people that we know of Uh, as far north as um, the Torres Strait, down to the New South Wales border, uh, as far west as Mount Isa and all points in between. The the majority of people obviously are where the population is, which is in the southeast corner, so Gold Coast, Brisbane and the Sunshine Coast. Uh, But we've got a significant number in Townsville, Rockhampton, uh, Bundaberg uh, and across to Emerald, uh, and even small towns like Billaheela have um, have numbers of people with Parkinson's So it's right across the state. Mm.
0: So when you think about uh, two thousand and fourteen, there was eighteen and a half thousand people in Queensland with Parkinson's. How many do you think there might be in Brisbane?
1: well, in in Brisbane, um, we know that there are um, several thousand. We believe the majority of them are in 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 Brisbane. But as I said, We're not 100% sure, which is why this study is so important, and it'll kick off in February. Uh, It will mean that we'll be able to map out where people are. The other really important thing is we actually want to map out the age demographic and the cultural demographic of people with Parkinson's. So um, typically, Parkinson's is seen as an old person's condition. Generally, 80% of people that are diagnosed are aged over 60. But as you know, Madonna, um, people in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s are diagnosed. Um, We had our youngest ever um, phone call uh, about four weeks before Christmas, Uh, the mum of a 19-year-old young man who had just been diagnosed with Parkinson's. We've had people in their 30s, in their 40s, people of working age. So um, it is a condition that doesn't discriminate. Um, It is... You know, men, women of all ages uh, are being diagnosed. There is no cure. Uh, and, of course, there are. there is research and there are many um, uh, pieces of work around genetics and around uh, the use of chemicals and around, around brain injury. The reality is that we don't really know what causes it. And, and that's, um, I guess, the other challenge. We don't know what really causes it. There is no cure. So all we can hope to do is improve the lives of those living with the condition, uh, improve their well-being and make sure that their journey with Parkinson's is one that, um, that they, everyone can live a full life.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, my diagnosis came when I was 46 years old and the neurologist who officially told me said, and I quote, textbook case idiopathic young onset Parkinson's disease. Didn't you go to Dr. Google? <laughs> And my husband was in the waiting room outside, and he had not been asked to come in for moral support. And I said, I know nothing about Parkinson's. um, And I would like to, and I would say that the average person knows nothing as well, unless you've had family history of Parkinson's. Is there a how to live with Parkinson's cheat sheet?
1: Well, uh, look. I haven't seen a cheat sheet, sheet on how to live with Parkinson's. There are a number of books that that uh, um, are and very good books that will help people that have been newly diagnosed. And um, we've put together a newly diagnosed pack, which we're actually in the process of um, revamping at the moment because we want to have uh, something like a cheat sheet to to give people, uh, I guess, some some tips and some hints on how they can maximize, uh, you know, everyday activities, but. Um, Look, we hear that all the time. We hear that uh, somebody was diagnosed and basically then we're told, look, you have Parkinson's, here's some medication, come back and and see us in a few months' time, but then basically left to go and find out about the condition. Um, So we do hear that a lot. Uh, The other challenge, of course, is there are a number of people that go undiagnosed or misdiagnosed for many years because medical professionals, including GPs, are either uncertain or... Um, reluctant to refer or to um, you know diagnose the condition so there's a lot of education that Parkinson's Queensland um, and the Parkinson's organizations across Australia want to undertake to make sure that we minimize um, that distress for people that they can get a diagnosis they've got the information that they need at hand
0: especially early and timely diagnosis so that you can start treatment you know, whatever you choose, um, that that you have a, a knowledge base, you know, so you can make some choices and set yourself up. Um, now, I've had Parkinson's eight years now, and I know that sometimes there can be very small windows of opportunity for good in a day. Um, when it comes to medication, sometimes it can last three, three um, hours or four hours. And um, when it comes down to it, you might only have... few good spots during the day that you really have to take advantage of um i wonder do we know are there many people who have carers or they're living in homes or looking after themselves or an or extended family looking after them is that something that you will look at with the survey
1: uh it is and in fact um covid probably brought that into a really sharp focus for us so um there are 32 Parkinson support groups across the state. Once um, COVID uh, came to Australia uh, in, uh, in March of this year, we had to suspend all the support group meetings, which meant that uh, people who rely on those monthly meetings for support really had nothing to go to. Um, so the team and I basically jumped on the phone and started ringing people and just checking in to see if they were okay. So anyone that was on our database, we, we picked up the phone and called. And it became pretty evident that, um, you know, as wonderful as technology is, and I'm sure that we've all zoomed and teamed and all sorts of um, different ways of, uh, of staying in contact, the reality is that for a lot of our people, and we estimated somewhere around 30% of our people had no access to the internet, they didn't have a computer, uh, they didn't know how to get online anyway, and the telephone was the only means of contact. So um, we set about very quickly putting a program together that would allow us to provide telephone peer support in lieu of the meetings. And what we found was that there were a lot of people that were isolated. Um, even carers who ordinarily would rely on that that support around them, that network and those face-to-face meetings, were left on their own. So uh, COVID did put all of that into focus. So it is very evident that um, you know, people with Parkinson's and their carers, particularly this year, 2020, have been feeling very vulnerable and very isolated as well.
0: Mm. But moving forward, there's a, um, a great strategy called making Parkinson's a priority. What is that all about, Miguel, and what does that mean?
1: Well, Madonna, it became pretty clear that um, you know, Parkinson's is not a priority for government. Uh, either federally or in Queensland. Uh, That became very evident. So if you're living with Parkinson's and you live in Brisbane or you live on the Gold Coast or the Sunshine Coast, you've got access to services. They may not always be there exactly when you need them, but they're there. But if you live outside of the southeast corner, you have access to very little. So people across rural and regional Queensland, it can take them 12 months to see a neurologist. It can take them longer. They don't have access to... Um, Parkinson's movement or movement disorder clinics that we do here in Brisbane Um, and government really has not been taking Parkinson's seriously. Um, Researchers estimate that the numbers will double by 2040 because of our ageing population. If we think about that, that means that in Queensland we could have up to 40,000 people living with Parkinson's. The state government needs to take it pretty seriously because by our estimation, 40,000 people living with Parkinson's will be a hit of about six to seven billion dollars on the state budget um, over the lifetime of that person living with the condition. So it's a significant amount of money. Um, so the make Parkinson's a priority campaign was really to bring into sharp focus that Parkinson's Queensland as an organization receives no funding from the state government. We receive the equivalent of fifty dollars per annum per person we support now, you know, a newly diagnosed kit costs is 76, so that's really not a lot of money. Um, so we want to make sure that people with Parkinson's have access to services where and when they need them, that they've got the tools to be able to live an active uh, and inclusive life. We want to remove the stigma um, that this still exists out there. Unfortunately, people with Parkinson's are discriminated against, and I hear stories time and time again from Uh, From our members in the community that share some of the things that they go through, where they go into an office or into a bank or into the supermarket. So, we want to remove all of that. And the other thing we want to do, as I said earlier, is improve people's well being. So, you would have um, seen this year that we did, we put on online boxing classes and Pilates and yoga. Um, We're going to do more of that. We've currently got our art competition going and we want to bring art into the mix as a therapy as well. So, we'll do something exciting with that next year so there's a lot that we can do to improve the lives of people living with Parkinson's
0: and as someone who's been involved in those um, therapies or you know for want of a better word you know the painting is fantastic therapy I've just done a new one yesterday and I'm um, just self-taught as, as well as you know a few instructions from Donna Gibb. The amazing artist who's on board with Parkinson's Queensland. There,
1: right look, we've had some incredible entries, and the really uh, exciting thing for us and for me personally has been um, the members of our Parkinson's community who have painted representations of their daily lives and what it means to live with Parkinson's. Uh, we've got some really powerful entries uh, that uh, that we're now sharing with everyone on Facebook uh, and the little note that each person has sent through with what the painting means to them uh, it's, it's pretty incredible and very inspiring I have to say my painting uh, I don't know that I'm going to share it because um, uh, I looked at it yesterday and I thought I don't think I'm going to be an artist but you know <laughs> I might I might get the courage to put it out there as well. Yeah. Um, there's,
0: there's quite a lot of different areas involved in Parkinson's how are those people looked after? The people with Parkinson's MSA, which is multiple systems atrophy, Parkinson's with dementia, PSP, dystonia, they're all quite de- debilitating. Um, and it's difficult uh, to support, perhaps. Different areas
1: there. Look, for us, it is a challenge because, as I said, we're we're not uh, funded or resourced to be able to cover everything that needs to be covered. I'd love us to be, and that's what we're working on. Um, We do have general information for people with um, the various conditions, and we are working constantly at renewing those and updating those. And we're working on uh, on some updates at the moment with the help of. uh, um, one incredible uh, neurological nurse that works in um, in the public system, who's uh, come on board to um, to just to help to donate some of the time, volunteer some of the time to help us. So we we are doing a lot of that. Um, but you know, the reality is that we can't do enough uh, at the moment. But the aim is to do that. Um, there is a you know an incredible network out there and. Um, thankfully we are connected nationally to the other parkinson's organizations and globally now we're connected um, into the Netherlands uh, and into into other parts of Europe and the US um, including you know the Michael J Fox Foundation and other organizations so we can draw on resources and share resources amongst us, which is really positive um, but I think there is a still a lot more that can be done, particularly for those people with with those conditions. I think um you know you you hit the nail on the head, Madonna, when, when someone is initially diagnosed and they don't really know where to turn. Um, and what we hope that we're doing is that we can be the focal point. We might not have all the answers to everything, but we can refer people on different pathways where they can get the information that they need. true.
0: Yeah. It's really about awareness.
1: Look, it's all about awareness, it's about an understanding of what Parkinson's is. Um, you know, it's the fact that it manifests differently in every individual. Um, it's the fact that while it's categorized as a um, uh, as a movement disorder, because you know, as you know, some of the symptoms it affects um, some of your motor symptoms. The reality, too, is that some of the non-motor symptoms can be just as challenging, if not more challenging. So things like depression, anxiety, apathy um, can be just as challenging as the motor symptoms.
0: and for the carers as well. For the people who are supporting us,
1: yes. Particularly for the carers. I can't tell you time and time again, people tell me that um, you know, they have a challenge with um with dealing, you know, with some of the, the symptoms. So that is something that we are working on. Um we we're looking at launching an, uh, a separate carers support group uh, online. We've just launched our Young Onset uh, online support group. So we're constantly evolving and looking at new ways of doing things.
0: Thank you very much, Miguel, and welcome to the Parkinson's family. I, I would say you've been here a, a year now, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll get to know you even better, I'm sure, over the next few years and months.
1: Thank you, Madonna. Yes, almost a year. What a time to start, February last year. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, thank you for your support throughout the year, and um, to everyone out there in the Parkinson's community, stay strong. You can visit our website, so www.parkinsonsqld.org.au. Uh, you'll find uh, all the information there, and uh, and you can reach us through that as well, or on our Facebook uh, page, just Parkinson's Queensland.
0: Thank you. you are listening to the Only Human podcast. Only Human is a weekly program on social justice, disability rights, psychology, social research, and mental wellness. You can listen in Brisbane on Four zzz One Hundred Two Point One FM and set digital on DAB Plus radios. Love community media? You can support 4ZZZ by subscribing or making a donation at 4ZZZFM.org.au.